Welcome to Full Scope, a weekly medical podcast designed to teach, inspire, and encourage listeners to question everything they know. I'm your host, Bill Brandenburg. While the entire world is hyper-focused on a small RNA virus not to be named, there are two other major health issues that represent epidemics and probably pandemics going on worldwide. They are affecting many more people than COVID-19 will affect, and they will continue to burden us long after this current pandemic is over. In this two-part series, we're going to talk about polypharmacy, which is has a lot of different definitions, but in general, taking uh, multiple different drugs. And we're going to talk about obesity. In part one, we're going to cover obesity. And obesity is a huge problem. No pun intended. In 2018, 42% of U.S. residents were considered obese. 42%. This is according to the Center for Disease Control. Obesity is defined as a body mass index greater than 30, and a body mass index is kilograms divided by height in meters squared. When people get over 40% on, or 40 on a BMI, they're considered morbidly obese. What's worse is that obesity is rising. Between 2000 and 2018, Obesity, sorry, obesity, obesity rates rose from 30% of the population to 42%. Wow, that is a quick increase. This problem continues to get worse. I've noticed with the COVID-19 pandemic that my patients are sitting at home and they are eating. All of them are gaining weight. When I talk to other providers, they're telling me the same thing. This problem is getting worse quicker and faster than ever. Now, this is not just an United States issue. Worldwide, since 1975, the amount of obese people in the world has literally tripled. This is according to the World Health Organization. What's even worse is that children are disproportionately becoming more obese than adults. Children are our future, even though we don't act like it, and the fact that this is a worse problem in children points to a potentially dismal future. Because this is both an issue in the United States and worldwide, I would classify obesity as a pandemic, and this is going to be one heck of a pandemic. We're already dealing with it, and it's only going to get worse. Remember, obesity is a complicated medical issue. It's the underlying driver of many of our biggest health problems. Obesity predisposes people to cancer and heart disease, which are the two leading causes of death in the United States. Obesity also causes numerous other health issues, way too many to mention, things like type 2 diabetes, sleep apnea, difficulty breathing or obesity hypoventilation syndrome, arthritis, inflammation, and many, many more things. Additionally, I've noticed in my clinical practice that people who are obese tend to have a much more difficult time dealing with COVID-19. Obesity represents an inflammatory state. It causes numerous other disease states, makes us less 
fit to fight infections and is literally killing us. Obesity is killing us. Another remarkable thing about obesity is that when people lose weight, all of these health issues that I just mentioned either get better and some of them will even go away. We can literally cure some of our worst diseases just by losing weight. Remarkable. If that is true, then why doesn't everyone who is obese immediately start losing weight? I mean, we have very few cures in modern medicine. And if you tell somebody that literally almost for free, if they just change their life, eat less calories, start eating healthy and exercise, that their health issues will go away, but they still are unable to do this, doesn't it seem like there's some greater underlying problem, something that's controlling these people? Well, what I believe is that these people are literally addicted. They are addicted to high-calorie, low-nutrient foods, and they are also addicted to the feeling of being full. They want to be full. Uh, and I think that we need to start viewing obesity under this paradigm because that's the only way to make sense of this destructive behavior. When you get on PubMed and you type in obesity and addiction, you get tons of papers. People are saying, I agree with this. People are saying, I disagree with this. And you can find stuff to support whatever you want to say regarding obesity and addiction. What I'm going to tell you is that I truly believe that, yes, obesity is an addiction, and I'm going to try to explain to you why. First of all, I will say that talking about obesity is very difficult for a lot of doctors and providers to do with patients. I find that people are just immediately defensive. When I ask about food, many reply, I starve myself. When I ask about exercise, people either say, oh, I exercise. And then when I dig deeper, they say, oh, yeah, I walk around my house sometimes. Or they say, I'm too busy, too tired, or it hurts too much to exercise. When I ask about mental health problems, I typically uncover triggers and stressors, things that tend to make these people eat more. I notice a ton of denial regarding food intake. People will say, uh, you know, I'm hardly eating. I'm not eating. When I dig deeper or talk to family members, I hear, you know, they drink two uh, liters or four liters of soda a day. Or, you know, they have an M&M bag that they keep next to the couch and that they're finishing one a bag a day. There's just a ton of denial around this whole issue. These patterns that I see when I try to counsel people on obesity are the exact same patterns I notice when I try to deal with people that are addicted to drugs. They hide their eating. They're in denial about their eating. They make excuses about their eating. This is exactly what I see with drugs. For that reason, I think that treating this like an addiction is the best way to actually make meaningful um, steps toward weight loss for your patients. To think more about what I mean by addiction, I think we need to first break addiction down a little bit. And I know that people, this is people's whole careers, but I think about addiction into kind of two buckets. I think about a chemical addiction, something like nicotine from tobacco. 
we take in nicotine, our bodies get used to it, they get dependent on it. When we withdraw nicotine, our bodies want more and they make us go after it. And then I think about the habitual addiction. People like the way something makes them feel and so they want to do it more. And pretty soon they're doing it all the time. Marijuana is a good example of this. It's not chemically addictive. People don't withdraw it and then their bodies don't, you know, shake and need more marijuana. But they enjoy the feeling of getting high. And so I find many people start to use every day and some people all day. Pretty soon this behavior can start to affect their ability to do their job, be a parent, live a normal life. And when these habitual actions start to affect our ability to live our lives and have negative health events, have negative health effects, and we're still unable to stop them, this also represents an addiction to me. When someone eats a high calorie, high sugar food, it activates the pleasure center. Dopamine fires. It makes us feel good. People like it. People want more of it. They start to do it all the time. They start to eat high calorie, low nutrient foods all day long. It gets them in a cycle. Pretty soon they hate that they're doing it, but they're still doing it and they can't stop. Think about this. 50 years ago, cigarette smoking commercials used to be on television. They used to hit people up all the time and they, they worked. People would go for smoke breaks. Oh, I need, oh, I just saw a cigarette. I need a cigarette. 50 years ago, those were banned. Now, when I watch television, I see commercial after commercial hammering people with fast food. Juicy thousand calorie burgers, french fries, loaded tacos, ice cream shakes. It's like midnight. And these commercials are literally driving people to get in their cars, drive through the drive-thru, get some food, and add on another meal to their day. This is addictive behavior. These companies are marketing to people, to people's addictions. This is the world I see. I, I think we need to really think about uh, how similar those, those things are and how similar those behaviors are. Obesity represents the great pandemic of our time. Only a few environmental health factors like clean air and social factors like education represent bigger public health issues. However, many of these things are all inexplicably or uh, just tied together. For instance, we know that education is linked to obesity. People with more education tend to be less obese than people with less education. Obesity, in turn, is linked to polypharmacy. We know as soon as you become obese, you develop obesity comorbidities. As a result of that, you need more medications. These, these pandemics are connected. We are in a cycle of unhealthiness. And I will say that at least in the United States, the incentives of medical care are not well aligned with making people less obese and getting people on less drugs. What I mean is that the entire health industry in the United States makes a ton of money on dishing out more medications and on treating people's obesity comorbidities. We are not set up to combat this pandemic in any actionable way. What I will say to doctors is that if you are not bringing up obesity to your patients, you are doing them a tremendous disservice. 
If you take an obese person, someone with even a BMI of 33, and you put them on a blood pressure medication, but you don't talk about obesity, this is a huge miss. This is an enormous miss. We have to be bringing this up from a whole society standpoint. We have to be bringing this up. People who are obese need to hear this. I'm sorry if it's hurtful for them. I'm sorry if it's painful for them. But we need to take action for the sake of our children right now. Now, if everything I've said so far doesn't make sense to you, if you still do not think that obesity is an addiction, I want to just go over obesity rationally one time with you and maybe I can get you to at least come around to think about why I'm thinking about obesity as an addiction. First of all, being obese sucks. I think most people would agree. People who are obese tend to be unhealthy, unhappy, and often can't do the things they love. When I talk to people who are obese, they tell me they desperately would like to lose weight. However, they simply cannot stop eating. People even with horrible secondary health issues, blindness, erectile dysfunction, heart disease, cancer, loss of limbs, still find themselves unable to cut down on calories. We're giving these people tons of medications. Tons. We're doing surgery on people. We're cutting out parts of their stomach or rearranging their gut so that they can't eat as much and absorb as much. We're spending hundreds of billions of dollars a year on obesity when the reality is we have a simple free treatment diet and exercise think about this people hate being obese they know how to lose weight they can't do it in spite of horrible health issues this is an addiction drinkers alcohol ruins their body they know it they see it they come to the hospital time after time but yet they cannot stop they are under the control of something and they are not able to get out of it. When I think about tobacco, alcohol, methamphetamine, and how people ruin their bodies with it, it just doesn't make sense until I look at it under the lens of addiction. Honestly, for me, the same thing is true with obesity. Obesity makes no sense to me until I start to view it as an addiction and then everything starts to make sense. Guys, I would love to know what everybody thinks about this. I know this is a controversial topic. I know that there's a lot of thoughts about this and, and even more emotions uh, to go along with those thoughts. Please let me know. Thank you so much for tuning into the Full Scope Podcast. You can find a lecture summary, key points, and any references on our website, fullscope.org. Additionally, this is the official podcast of Wonder Medicine PLLC, a for-profit medical clinic located in Boise, Idaho. As Carly and I own the clinic and draw revenue from it, we thought we should uh, d disclose it as a conflict of interest. Disclaimer alert! It's a trap! The Full Scope podcast was designed and created for educational purposes only. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or provide clinical knowledge specific to the care of any actual patient or population of patients. If you are in need of medical advice or treatment, contact a physician. The views and opinions portrayed on full scope are Dr. Brandenburg's. They do not represent the views or opinions of Wander Medicine Clinic, any of the academic institutions mentioned on the full scope podcast or website, or any of the hospitals which Dr. Brandenburg has or currently works at.